0: Hi, I'm Doug the Neighbor and welcome to my podcast coming to you from the Possum Trot Studios here in awesome Austin, Texas. Yes, we are in our fifth year of doing this podcast and we are very humbled by this fact. We are now in 29 countries around the world. Yes, I'm Doug the Neighbor This is the Possum Trot Studios coming to you from awesome Austin, Texas, and this is a very special podcast because this is our 165th podcast, and we are going to interview... A new friend of mine, Sonny Carlin, he is here. Sonny, glad to have you here. Good to see you, Doug. And Sonny and I have a great small world story that we are going to talk about. So this is perfect to have Sonny Carlin here. And now let's just begin to uh, introduce the uh, Possum Trot Studios to Sonny, who is sitting here. Very kindly has showed up. I like it. Um, okay. And uh, to our podcast listeners around the world, let me introduce you to Jojo Bear. Nice. He is our Vice President of Production and Drinking All of the Dr. Pepper. I uh, <laughs> think and, i beat him on that one. Yeah. And then beside him, that is Cowboy Otis. Cowboy Otis is in charge of our security at the Possum Trot Studios, <laughs> making sure that uh, everybody is safe here, and he is a very scary guy. I feel safer yes. knowing that he is on top of that. Yes, yes. Now, you'll notice on up there that we have some prunes <laughs> <coughs> there. Good, good digestion, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, the, we did a podcast with Bill Belford, Bill Belf- Buffalo. He, he writes comedy stuff, and uh, he's a pretty funny guy. And he thought that my podcast... Uh, was uh, need, in need of prunes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you'll look underneath there, Sonny, and to our podcast listeners, we have a couple of pieces of art there that uh, the top two are future logos for Doug the Neighbor podcast, and those were drawn by my little pal, The E. She is an artist. Which of those do you like, the orange diamond one or the round blue one there? I like the Sunny? orange
1: diamond one. It pops out. I like sharper edges, sharper edges always make okay. you clean.
0: Okay, we will pass that along to the E. She's a 16-year-old artist here in town. Phenomenal. And if you notice just below that, there is a uh, poster for our charity, two charity uh, situations. There is the Top of Possum Trot Flipper Walk uh, that we do every year. This will be our third year on June 10th. I noticed
1: it says flip off big C is
0: that like something you get to do like where uh, we're like flip off big C uh, big C you're young you don't know what big C is cancer Oh, I thought it was just some guy named like Charlie that. <laughs> yeah, you are a stand-up comedian. Comes around. No, this is a charity walk. Of water. That we'll be doing our third uh, this year. We raise money for Dell Children's flipping off Big C, and we walk up Possum Trot over here in scuba flippers. Nice. Toughest tenth of a mile marathon in America. Oh, wow. Like, you, wh-
1: when did, where did the flippers come from? Uh,
0: the creative mind of Doug the Neighbor. There's <laughs> <laughs> that overabundance of flippers one day? And you're like, hey, <laughs> let's go beat cancer. <laughs> let's go beat cancer. <laughs> Flip off Big C. And we've already raised uh, $5,100. So. Oh, nice. Yes, and this year we we've got a much higher goal. Uh, we're going to double it, uh, so we're working at it. Uh, mm-hmm. car, sunny You're going to get full scuba tank gear out there. Oh, yeah. no, I can't do that, but I can do it in the <laughs> flippers in my bucket. And if you'll notice to the side there, that's another uh, charity uh, thing we do, and that is the label for the Possum Trot Bakery here in awesome Austin, Texas. I like it. I, I like have it. four bakers, pals of mine, who bake cookies. Mm. and we send them to our troops around the world. Oh, nice. I do like the logo on that one. Yeah, yeah. It does, it yeah. does look and like it's a e, country. Yeah, the E did that. The, the, my, our, our pal, the E, did that. She oh, did, the who, artist who did the other... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. She's a 16-year-old gal, and behind you is an uh, art object of the sunflower. She also did that. She, did, she does metal work, too. Yeah, she does metal work, too. Yeah. Oh, wow. She, yeah, she's very, very talented, and... Uh, she helped on the posters and the labels for the possum trot bakery awesome austin texas our charity group of sending uh cookies around the world to troops and the flip off big c and the logo for the podcast so she's very very talented
1: yeah you can actually beat tyrannical leaders if you they have diabetes
0: is that right yeah you right. selling cookies Ah, <laughs> there you go. Uh, that's a good way. That's a good and way then over that, there, you'll you'll Putin has a sugar allergy. Yes. Okay. Over there, you'll notice that is a flag from Clemson University Tigers. We did a podcast with the Clemson Four, and they were kind enough to give me that flag. It's like the Four Horsemen. Uh, Clemson 4, they sat right here and drank up all my Dr. Pepper, believe you (laughs) me, one night. Fun people, really, really fun people. Uh, Emily and Andrew have now moved on up to Washington, D.C. Very sad that they have gone. Yeah, moving on to better things. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she got a great job. She's a nurse. Uh, And you see that flag there. It says IPTAY. And what it stands for in the Clemson world... I paid $10 a year for the uh booster club. Ah uh. Because you I get like that for the, for the vaccines, right?: No, no, for the sports club, sports boosters oh, sports boosters, sports oh, okay. boosters. So I, pay, I paid 10 dollars a year for the Clemson Boosters Club, and they were kind enough to give me that flag, so
1: we... <laughs> Very straight to the point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I drove 30 minutes to get this flag. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there you go. And if you'll notice over here, we have three coffee cups from Mozarts. Oh nice. The coffee place here on the river. Do they play any Did the cop the cups
1: play any music?
0: Uh no, the cups don't play any music uh. but they were given to me by Ken Hardy, one of the owners of the uh uh, 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 Mozart. Oh, I did the a tic- of Mozart himself. <laughs> <laughs> I he makes a- coffee backwards. I did a TikTok <laughs> with Ken about a month ago, and he was kind enough to send on over those cups for me. That's nice. Isn't that nice? And if you'll notice there in the back there, there's the Gatorade Longhorn cup that's oh, right there, mug, that. and that was given to me by Jerome Murray, and we did a podcast with Jerome Murray, and he has his own podcast now. We showed him how to push the buttons. Oh, nice. so we're very happy to do that and then over here we have Reset Biosciences samples from Ashley Ferguson and Chris Barber we did a podcast with them those are energy drinks and they oh, do
1: that. I thought it was like something where you could like reset something like your genetics where it's like you know maybe I just had like a really bad decade of too much, and I could <laughs> I'd just love go to do it. just drink <laughs> one of these reset it you know, like, you know, all of a sudden your knees don't hurt <laughs> like,
0: and if you'll notice that we have a nice Little picture here I'll of Charlie going. Bluebell. He is our mascot here at the Possum Trot oh, nice. Studios. Little Charlie Bluebell, and he's from Brenham, Texas. Oh,
1: where's he? Where's he? Uh,
0: well, Charlie is over visiting his mom right nice. now. He comes around every now and then. You see, but he's the uh, Possum Trot. Uh, Mascot, Charlie Bluebell from Brennan, Texas, home of Bluebell Ice Cream. Nice. (laughs) Yes, yes. And if you'll notice here, this painting that we have up here, the Doug the Neighbor podcast painting, is done by Noah Gould from Santa Cruz, California. And you can look him up. He's a very, very talented artist in many forms. And this was a gift from Mike McNeil. Mike McNeil is a uh, neighbor down the street here who's a startup guy. And we did a podcast with him in the early days of his uh, startup, and he's now booming. And he just walked in one day and said, Doug, thank you. Here's this painting here. And it's nice. Isn't that nice? Yeah. yeah, it's very nice. Oh, yeah, yes. Now, let's continue on over here, Sonny. Let's get on over to the weather window <laughs> here in awesome Austin, Texas. It was a little cool. Where the be. weather's always the same and it's never changing, it's always <laughs> perfect.
1: If you hear anything otherwise, yes. that's probably not true. You know, it's like <laughs> we, we certainly don't have
0: suddenly cold days out of nowhere. Right. The only place mm-hmm. in America. America where you can wear flip flops and a snowsuit. Yeah, that's within one meal.
1: That's like you literally at the beginning of the meal, you walk in with sandals and a Hawaiian shirt, and then you have to leave in an overcoat and steel toe boots. Like it's it is it is harsh. Yes, so, yes. Now exciting. It's exciting weather. It's exciting weather. It's a good word. You never know what you're going to get. You know?
0: Okay, now let's go on to the sports report. Ah. Uh, Valentine's Day was this past week, but uh, and to all the ladies out there, happy St. Valentine's Day. But this is also a memorable week for baseball fans. I am a Texas Ranger mm. baseball fan, and pitchers and catchers are this week. Spring training starts soon. You had the pitchers and catchers come in a week early, and they start uh, training for spring training. So the Texas Rangers are are, are are out in Phoenix Arizona in Surprise Arizona just outside of Phoenix so it's the start of baseball season women get Valentine's Day men get Pitchers and catchers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I don't know. There's there, there's all kinds of swinging stuff around now. Like especially being in Austin, you know, you can, you can be a pitcher, you can be a catcher, you can be a lady. Like you can you can do whatever you want. Whatever yeah. you want. yes yeah. if, if, if you want to feel pretty, you can feel pretty. Yeah, and, feel and, pretty. and Valentine's Day is for the gentleman as well. Like, uh, that's, yeah, right. The,
0: that's right. Okay. So. Obviously, uh, this is the uh, Possum Trot Studios. We have some Dr. Pepper here for you, and uh, very happy to have you here. Uh, this is, again, our 75th interview mm. we've had here at the Possum Trot Studios. So, uh, very, very happy to have you here, and it's obvious that you have taken your vitamins, <coughs> your A, B, and K karma vitamins, always be kind. Yes. And you have a good laugh, and sunny. Glad to have you here. Now let's start off and inform our listeners around the world. How did we meet? This is kind of a cool story. How did we meet? I was just down the street at Tumble
1: Twenty Two, the chicken Nashville hot chicken place that we have in uh, Austin. There's like four of there, and you went to Lake Austin Boulevard. Yes. And you walk into my section. And, yes, you uh, work there. And I just wowed you with like how great of service. I remember you telling me this. You said you said. Sonny, this is the greatest service I've ever had in my entire life. If I, you've made it better, and like, and I'm being very humble right now. Uh, whenever I say that, it's, uh, and I think I hit you with my water joke.
0: The water joke, yeah, yeah I think where, so. where I told
1: you about the gluten-free, non-GMO, cage-free, cruelty-free, boneless water
0: that we have. Awesome, 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 Austin water. Yeah. <laughs> we
1: make it on planet.
0: <laughs> we make it on planet. Yes, <laughs> indeed. I like it so much. I'm actually seventy percent of it. <laughs> so. That's a good joke, Sonny. That's a yes. And then what happened?
1: Um, basically, we just started talking, and then you asked me if... I, I, we got on the subject of stand-up comedy somehow. I don't know how, but we started You said you were me. a stand-up comedian? Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think so. I don't really know exactly. And then you said, hey, do you know Ozzy Moon? And I said, yes, I do. I live with him. <laughs> and you're like, whoa! Yes. This, what a small world. And then we started talking about that, and you're like, hey, you want to do a podcast sometime? And then I gave you my number, and then
0: sure enough, <laughs> here we... You are.
1: Yeah, we scheduled,
0: and we okay. did what... And the reason why I brought up the name Ozzy Moon is I did a podcast with him. Like two years ago, right? Two years ago on uh, this week, yes. Nice. Very good memory there. Uh, he's a great.
1: He's a, he's always been good to me.
0: Yeah, and you're living with him now, roomies? Yeah, roomies. He, he helped
1: me uh, find a spot, yeah. The uh, mm-hmm. the person who owns the
0: house, he like got me in contact with the guy. Uh-huh. So So now you're roomies, and we did a podcast with Ozzy Moon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so glad to have you here. It's a complete circle. So, obviously, uh, you take your A, B and K vitamins, always be kind, your karma vitamins, and you see how the world works for you. Yes, you're here because of meeting us meeting like this. Now, let's begin our little interview here. You've got your Dr. Pepper there. There's some peanuts over there for you, just in case. Okay. Uh What's your name? Let's just start with a simple. What's your name, Sonny? Sonny Carlin. Sonny Carlin. Now, sir. Is Sonny a name
1: or is that a nickname? That's a nickname. Uh, My first name is Aaron, Aaron Carlin. And that's like who I was born. But Sonny Carlin is kind of like the person who I want to be.
0: How did you get the name Sonny? You are a very outgoing guy. Mm -hmm. I mean, got a nice smile tell us about Sonny. How- That's
1: exactly why. It's like I was, I've always been a very cheerful person and I used to work as a, uh, I used to work in the oil field and I was in Louisiana, probably about 18, 19 years old. Mm-hmm. And some people at the hotel, I was hanging out with the families and everything like that. And they came out there and they just, their kids knew me as Sonny. They just called me Sunny, like because well, right, I, was, right. cause I was very sunshiny. And so they just called me Sunny and I was playing guitar and stuff like that. And they, Really liked me, and uh, they just kept calling me Sonny over a week, long period, and eventually just stuck.
0: It stuck. Okay.
1: Yeah, moved to Austin,
0: introduced myself as Sonny, and then it just... It stuck. Yeah. But that's beautiful. That's a beautiful. That's great. Now, uh, wh- where were you born, Sonny? Uh, Beaumont, Texas. Beaumont, Texas. Yeah. Down in the Golden Triangle. Yes, indeed. To our podcast listeners around the world, please check your Google Maps. Beaumont is in an area called the Golden Triangle, uh, Port Arthur, Beaumont, and uh, what's the other one? It's all orange. Orange. It's all orange. It's all like Spindletop. Yeah, yeah. Oil oil was big in that area. It's in East Texas down on the Gulf Coast. It's called the Orange Triangle. A lot of oil people down there. Now, uh, you were born uh, down there. Have you ever done your uh, DNA? you ever done your DNA? Yes. I, I mean, I... My mom has done it and she's let me know, but
1: I definitely want to do it myself. Okay,
0: and what, any surprises when you did your DNA?
1: Not really. You know, it's it's very Irish, very German. You know, I knew that just by looking at myself. <laughs> I looked directly at myself. You guys can't see me right now, but I have speckles of red. I have a giant potato head. You know, it's it's like I am just
0: Irish. You
1: know, it's, it's, and your
0: day is coming up. I was thinking, well,
1: like, I was not going to
0: find Chinese anywhere in here. Like, I just, I, like, I, it was
1: it would have been surprising. Uh,
0: surprising. Know? Okay, yeah. that's funny. Now, when you were growing up... Uh, did you have a teddy bear? I introduced you to JoJo Bear over there, or Vice President. Yeah,
1: it was nothing as prestigious, but it was uh, Taffy, a little golden retriever dog.
0: Oh, a dog! I was yeah. talking about the teddy bear. So you had a teddy bear? Yeah. Same you,
1: concept, you know? It was like, no,
0: yeah. teddy bears and pets are <laughs> duck same concept. No, no, no. no. It was a, it
1: was a stuffed animal. Oh, you, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. okay. I didn't really like the concept of having like a life form because you had to like actually
0: take care of it. Uh-huh. And so your teddy bear was named Taffy. Taffy. Yeah. Do you still have taffy?
1: No, some are probably at my mom's house. Oh, well, you need to. You need, Taffy's thinking about it. Yeah, something. I just put taffy on my bed and introduced that to all yeah. the women. In we'll my look 30s. at it this way: yeah. JoJo
0: Bear has been with me through cowboy losses, World Series, Texas Ranger World Series losses. Mm-hmm. Jojo Bear, right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I kept taffy in the divorce. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Leave the family Bible. <laughs> All right. <laughs> now, uh, where did you go to high school, Sonny? Uh, Anawak. High School
1: is located in Anawak, Texas, which mm-hmm. is halfway between Beaumont and Houston. You guys want to get on that Google Maps for that one? It's a population of two thousand people, when they have. That's right. so small.
0: Anawak, Texas. Yes. The beauty of living in Texas, to our podcast listeners around the world, a lot of small towns mm. that are lovely places to live. Great place. I had most uh, concentration of birds in
1: uh, Texas. There's, they, like, there's several hundred species of birds in Oh, Anawak.
0: to all our birders listening, yep. that Anahuac is the place Great to go. Great spot for bird watching. Really? Spot. Yeah, and for fishing. And for fishing in yes. Anahuac. Okay. Is Anahuac actually on the coast? Yes. It's so, like it's like
1: right on. Like You can... Uh, get to the Gulf basically through like the there's there's waterways there yeah there's a place called Oak Island where it actually spills off into the Houston Channel I believe oh, Right, right oh I'll look yeah.
0: it up and to our podcast listeners around the world. Please look it up. Great Anow- place. Annawak. Now, uh what high school did you go to? Annawak High School. Same oh. place. An Anow- yeah. High School. Yeah. So two thousand people wasn't a pretty very big uh high school, right? Not a big graduating class, I'll tell you that it was like seventy two people. Seventy two people. You I, I still- got voted
1: most unique, but you know, out of seventy two <laughs> people, it's like it's like, it's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not that much. That's, that's good. good. Most yeah. unique. Yeah. Most unique. of seventy two. It's like I guess <laughs> my eyes oh, just funny. too close together. Now, just...
0: uh, were you the lions, tigers, or bears? Oh my! Yeah, no, oh, it was yeah. Uh, panthers. The panthers. Yeah. Go Ooh, panthers. panthers! Yeah, I was
1: like, I I wanted to play football. Yes. Everything, like I, I loved playing sports whenever I was younger and then mm-hmm. I moved there. It was very, very scary kind of like going to a new place mm-hmm. after a while, so I didn't play football, but the football team there is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like they, like anyone who plays football in uh, Anahuac usually end up, like a couple of my buddies end up getting scholarships and playing really? in college. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. And uh, we're, it's it's definitely a good uh, sports program down there. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So. And uh, now how did your family get from Beaumont to Anahuac?
1: Um, my mom got a job in Anahuac as an art teacher, oh, and so okay. she moved there. It was either between Georgetown and Anahuac, and so she moved to Anahuac and
0: Georgetown being north of here in mm-hmm. Boston, right? Yes. So right. she went to Anahuac. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Oh, that's great, as an art teacher. Yes. Oh, and very it? instrumental in your life later on, as we will find out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've always been
1: very creative, artist, musician, wow. everything like that. I even went to college for it.
0: Right, okay. Now, uh, when you were in high school, did you have a job? Did you work at the Burger King, Dunkin' Donuts? No, no. We had,
1: like a dunk, we had a, uh, at most, a Dairy Queen, but we had a, this hometown uh, grocery store called Hills Grocery, which was owned by a family there, the, uh, the Hills, Sam and Peggy Hill.
0: Actually. Sam and Peggy Hill. So, yep. Okay. And so they,
1: they owned it, and uh, I worked there for years uh, in the meat market very prestigious uh, so yeah. you're a butcher yeah butcher's assistant you know want to remain humble but yeah I know my way around a knife yeah. Well, that's very interesting.
0: Yeah, Have you told your uh, employers over at Tumble 22 Chicken that you're a butcher? I, I try to keep it down
1: on the DL because, you know, like I like to remain humble. And you know, like, whenever they find out that I'm <laughs> well, also a butcher. Be
0: proud of yeah. a butcher. You know, you'll work the rest of your life. My great uncle was a butcher. I have fond memories of wandering into an old-style butcher shop, and there mm. was sawdust all over the place, and I would get a little piece of sausage like that's probably four years old there's one
1: guy that used to always come in whenever we would get we, i would make a ground round or hamburger yeah, yeah he would come in and he wanted to eat a uh, raw hamburger off of a saltine cracker and he would just do that and because it was a small I mean, you can't do that at walmart because you know it's like yeah yeah but like a small town like well, you just let him come not, back there
0: don't they call that steak tartare
1: is that yeah, steak, steak tartar? Steak tartar. It just it just ground up meat?
0: Yeah, it's just it's raw meat. Tar, Tartare. a real tartar.
1: nice way to say that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it
0: comes from the uh Tartars who were Russian invaders on the steps mm, and they the would eat of the
1: sauce, yes.
0: They would eat uh while they're riding their horses, while they're invading and pillaging and mm-hmm. raping that so it, so it became Tartar, you yeah, know, raw meat, yeah. So steak tartare,
1: I believe. Yeah, you got to keep can... that diet up.
0: <laughs> like,
1: diet on a, on the run. Yeah, no, You're gonna be mean. pillaging around. Make sure you get some steak tartare. <laughs> you need
0: your vitamins. <laughs> it's such a nice
1: way of saying yeah.
0: like a ground meat on a cracker. <laughs> like... <laughs> steak tartare. <laughs> I believe so. It's well worth looking up on Wikipedia. You know that I'm a big Wikipedia, Google Maps guy. Because I commit a crime been... and you just say tartar after that. I'm i I'm a murderer tartar.
1: Murder Tartar in the first degree. <laughs> it's, like, it's when a gentleman kills somebody. <laughs> love it, love it.
0: So uh, you worked at what was the name of the grocery store again? Uh, Hills Grocery. Hills Hills Grocery. Yes, okay. Hills. H I L L apostrophe S. Oh, good job. High school job, just oh yeah, high school and all the way up to college. Oh, and college. Yeah. Oh, that's terrific, terrific. Now, where did you go to college? Art Institute of Houston. Art Institute of Houston, because yes, of your mother's uh, being an art inst- uh, artist teacher and your love of art, you went to Art H- Institute of Houston. Yeah, it seemed like a good idea. I was good at it and I wanted to get better. Right, okay. So, so what sort of art would you do? Uh, watercolor, sketching, sculpture, pottery? I was really into uh, anime when I was younger, and like comic books
1: and being able to draw like motion and right. being able to capture the uh, motion of people in, the, in depth. And so I really wanted to do media arts and animation, make video games and cartoons basically. Right, right. So, excuse me. But, uh, and it was, it was a great experience. Because being surrounded by... I was literally the worst person there. So it's like being surrounded by everyone who's better than you, you have nothing but good examples.
0: Oh, yes. And so Mm -hmm.
1: it was just like... uh, It was the best time creatively where I felt like I expanded. And I haven't really felt that until I started doing stand-up comedy.
0: Oh, and we'll get to that in just a minute. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and being around people who are very talented is a great learning experience, surely. Mm-hmm. You know, how they do it, why do they do it, where are they going from. Yeah. Oh, I cool. love
1: seeing my peers uh, work and be on stage and do their thing because it, it gives you an opportunity to see good examples of how, right. how you can behave as well. Mm-hmm. And I love being surrounded by people that are more talented. And there's
0: nothing me. wrong with... Uh, Judging people who are bad because you can then figure out what they're doing wrong, not yeah. not that you get to tell them or you're yeah, only wrong it, when you go up them abruptly and tell them. Yeah, <laughs> like, <yeah>. hey I will
1: <laughs> let you know, Molly, you're really bad at this,
0: <laughs> you're not funny yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in the comedic world. You're supposed well, to I'm be. I'm always funny.
1: trying to be kind and I always want to like build people up, and then so. but there's always a reality, like, you not have sure. to like not be delusional about like your right. skill level and be like, oh, I'm the best ever, right. and like because if you think that way. You're never going to try to get better right, from right where right. you are at. Right, so. right.
0: So you were in college and you were surrounded by these artists who were doing their thing, and you enjoyed mm-hmm. it. I did. I enjoyed it very much. One thing I did not enjoy: mm-hmm. student loans. Student loans. Yeah, student loan payments. That was the
1: one thing because I never graduated. But the uh, but so, the experience that I got was and the loans are still there. Yeah. Well, it made it made me realize that like you don't necessarily have to go to a college to get the thing that you want. You what someone should be seeking out is to be surrounded by people that are better than them at something. And that's what college is, is that everyone's doing the same skill that you're doing and trying to get better at it and they may be as equal skill or even better than you are. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's going to be a smattering of people that might not be as good as you and that feels good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I like to have like someone who's like like when I was in the military that's what they taught me it was like uh, nothing gets you out of your pain bubble better than seeing somebody else in their pain bubble where right. they're like oh, yeah. their heads down and you're like oh wow I can run a whole nother mile
0: uh right. so, well, now this is interesting you didn't mention this one we talked earlier you were in the military oh yes sir yeah uh,
1: how long were you in about four and a half years almost so probably. you
0: did your entire service no I ended up
1: uh ended up retiring you know right. involuntarily Oh, yeah, yeah. involuntarily involuntarily It's <laughs> better for them. Mar- and what branch? Uh, of the Navy. Sir- I worked hmm. in aviation. I was a helicopter mechanic. Worked on H sixty Sierras.
0: No kidding. Mm-hmm. You no, know, the gal who uh, cuts my hair, her dad is a mechanic down in Houston. Or got his own uh, helicopter repair thing down in Houston. Yeah, it's a, it was certainly
1: a skill that I never thought I would learn how to do. Right. But when I got out of cop, like. That Dr. I, Pepper I, the, the, yeah, that <laughs> Dr. Pepper's really fizzy. I, um, it's okay. <laughs> I, uh, whenever I reti- or involuntarily retired from college as well, uh, around like 18, 19 years old, I was like, I need to do something else. And so I need to get college paid for somehow. So military.
0: And the Navy. And repairing, fixing a uh, helicopter. Yeah, mechanical. it was the
1: fastest job that left, and they were like, and my mechanical skills were enough on the ASBAP that yeah. they they were like, hey, you want to be an AM? And I was like, yeah. ones it leave? And they're like, soon.
0: <laughs> and, and then I learned the beauty of running <laughs> like, for long periods of time. <laughs> and uh, that's that, very interesting that you did that. You didn't yeah. mention it earlier. Thank you for your service to our country. No problem. Thank you for paying your taxes. <laughs> well, I Appreciate that. <laughs> I collected those tax dollars
1: for a little. Bit, and they're, they're sweet. <laughs> so when
0: you were left college, you were in the military, and you were in for four and a half years. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then when did you come to awesome Austin, Texas?
1: Uh, I, I visited here when I was fourteen, and then my sister lived here, and it was really awesome. Uh, saw the Rocky Horror Picture Show live, mm-hmm. and then uh, twenty seventeen uh, March, I think it was March fifteenth, and twenty seventeen is whenever I like officially made the move here awesome all by myself and everything and it was just it was awesome it's always been awesome i worked at a uh, bar called friends bar which is a blues bar Mm -hmm. and so i was just watching live music Mm
0: -hmm. three different
1: bands every night Mm -hmm. and it was just a dream
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: it's just gotten better
0: and better oh that's great that's great that's great now uh what are you doing now i'm a stand-up comedian yeah uh, you are you're very funny you know you are very funny oh thank you I, know. I mean I know yeah. Yeah. I'm hilarious so that's the attitude it's just um, it's just the way that I am naturally hilarious I'm all the time. hilarious yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even need a question I'm funny like, everything about me is going to be funny like, it's, it's, it's just you know I'm. your place in life yes. and uh, laughter is the best medicine is my motto so we know that it works and so we mm. need more people like you who are stand-up comedians now we met at tumble 22 chicken place so being a stand-up comedian, that would be at night, correct? Yes. And then you work at Tumble Twenty Two. Yes. How many shifts do you work there? How many at Tumble, many probably
1: five times a week. Five, five six times. times a
0: week. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so uh, I'll work them. I always work the morning shifts because uh, I get off at four, and then I can go do mics and try uh, check out shows, mm-hmm. anything like that.
0: Like switch the
1: gears. Okay. Now the, you
0: also said you do, had another part-time job. Please tell us about that. Oh, Door
1: Dashing. Yeah. I like to tell people I'm a private contractor
0: that functions as a liaison between
1: the service industry and the population of most major cities. You know? So like, that's what I like to tell people. That's what the, that's the resume. Uh, <laughs>
0: but it's DoorDash. You're a chicken runner. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. That's one of my favorite things is to get off work at Tumble and then turn on my DoorDash app and then just take some money with me. Uh, <laughs> like, it's just, I, I get like an order and then just go do,
0: deliver that. Uh, yeah. it's, you should, consolidate it. Okay. Now, uh, prying a little bit. I call up and I say to Temple 22 even though I'm 5 blocks away. I call up and say I'd like to have the uh, chicken bits and a Coca-Cola and order fries. Mm. Okay. What's that 20 bucks? Or Let's just say it's 20 bucks.
1: Yeah. No. Like
0: for a meal, like you'll the smallest meal I've seen is 10 bucks.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: So so and I that fill you up. And I and I say DoorDash is going to pick it up. So mm. you would go to well, you would go through your DoorDash app. To do oh, that. I go through the DoorDash yeah. app. Yeah. Okay. And then I say, I want this. Mm. Okay. And then you uh, go, since you're already there when you're getting off work, uh, Would and you, let's just say you didn't work there. You would go to Tumble 22, pick up the order, and then deliver it to me.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, there's also, like, so many door dashers. uh, uh, Because, like, my ex-girlfriend has told me that before. Where She's like, I'm so surprised I haven't gotten you delivering my food. Uh, And I'm like, I would love that scenario. You know, you just go Mm -hmm. go up to her house and just say, oh, I can't pay for this. (laughs) It's like, heck yeah. But, like, you know, uh, there's so many door dashers, so, like, the odds are... It's not a high odds, but okay, like, okay. that would be cool, wouldn't oh, it? You know, like right? Yeah, sure. Meet your, meet there have the instances, instances where you were Door have ordered food and ordered their own food, picked up their own food, and like found a way to actually get the mo- the meal for free by like canceling the order or just saying it
0: wasn't delivered. So oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. Uh, you, know, like <laughs> you know, like liars. I know. I like liars. Well, you know the other aspect of it. Sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of work to lie. Like, you, you can't even, you can't even I just, believe I just want chicken. Go pay for it. Yeah. Don't think of out. Go home. Please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just a lot of work just to lie. I know. It sucks. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, now how much money? This is part of our tech. Doug the Neighbor podcast also does the Texas Money Game once a month for the cost of living in Austin, Texas. It's Mm -hmm. not an investment show. The cost of living in awesome Austin, Texas. And we created the uh, Texas Essentials Gotta Have It Index. The price of Blue Bell ice cream. (laughs) Gotta have it. Gotta. (laughs) Gotta Gotta have it. price of Dr. Pepper. Need it. Need it. The price of Jimmy Dean bacon, absolutely. Exxon necessary. Yeah, yeah. Texas essentials. uh, A Slurpee. Need that. You you gotta have it. Okay. Gotta have those ten o'clock junk food runs. Yeah. Yes. Uh, So uh, an index, and so I call it my Texas money game. Mm. All right. And I've been doing it for about a year. I've been doing it for a while. And we do it about the fifteenth of the month. Uh this month, uh probably be next week, uh, looking at it. Maybe Sunday. Uh and so I have to do research. I go shopping and that's what sort of the prices. And I have Bill Buffalo who sent the uh Paroons down to us from Houston. He goes shopping Guide together that
1: podcast studio. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> he uh does some shopping at the Costco in Houston and uh Kroger. And H E B and he, I ask him a few prices. So, to for our podcast listeners, let me pry a little bit. A delivery on DoorDash from Tumble Twenty Two Chicken for a twenty dollar order, I guess whatever fries, cornbread, whatever, uh, to my house. How much would I pay DoorDash for the entire order? Hmm. Order. Do you get a
1: percentage
0: of it, yes. or is
1: a flat fee? So there's a delivery fee that you usually pay, unless you have like the the dash pass with DoorDash, where they waive that if you are
0: part of the yeah, five if you, dollar club. Say
1: if you if your order is more than fourteen dollars, then they'll waive your delivery fee. Oh, and so that but your delivery fee is what's going to the dasher initially. Mm-hmm. So it's like the delivery fee may be if you live two miles away from okay like from here it'll probably be like 199 for a delivery fee two bucks maybe even free because you're so close okay and uh so they will probably give three dollars with no tip okay and so if you put a tip on there that's more of an incentive for somebody to pick it up and grab it and then bring it to you so you
0: get a hundred percent of the tip Yes, 100% tip goes to the Dasher. Okay, and now do you get part of the delivery fee? Yes. You so the get $2 part. delivery fee, what, 50 50 splitters
1: on it? Something like that. I mean, I don't know how they factor it, but it's definitely like DoorDash is getting paid somehow okay. off of that. So okay. I won't.
0: They have to pay for their service, right? Yeah. The, the way
1: to definitely make sure you get the service that you want to get is to hit that tab, that tip. Yeah. Oh, um, okay, yeah. That's well. really funny because it's like on the, if you order. That you say, hey, I don't want to. You have to go out of your way to not tip somebody. Yes. Like you have to like, you, know, you say uh, change the amount, and then they send you a picture of God, of Billy, and Billy has leukemia, and uh, he maybe. works on DoorDash in order to pay for his chemo, uh, and in order to uh, try uh, to guilt. help help himself and everything. And whenever his body isn't racked with extreme pain, he's delivering your food. Would you consider sending a tip? And then you get to say. Screw Billy <laughs> and so there are plenty of time like plenty of wet times for you to tip, and so there's this whole culture of doordashers that are just like like there's 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 pages on Facebook and Instagram and stuff like that where people get these horrible orders where they have like these really complicated direct, drop off directions and a low amount of money mm-hmm. and it's like just to see the pettiness that people go to. And uh I I've I've been I've been petty before. You know, it's just like you know, where I'm like, you know maybe you told me to leave it at your door and I went ahead and I left it at the bottom stair <laughs> you know, and I did that and now you got to walk out onto your porch and you have all to go all the way out get, on the porch you got to go get it or maybe you know it's like I I just forget to drop the drink off you know it's just like I, he just forgets things you know all the time <laughs> tips help you remember <laughs> tips will
0: help a server remember yes. everything about you uh, a tip in promptness or tipped in promptness or yeah. whatever it is you know say uh, now that that's very interesting. So you're working at Tumble 22 as a waiter. You're doing four or five nights a week, days a week. Mm-hmm. And then you're uh, working for DoorDash every now and then, right? Yes, sir. Okay, and then you mentioned your stand-up con- Comedy. Yeah. And how I, did you get into stand-up comedy? Oh,
1: it was right after, it was like right when the pandemic was happening. Yes. And uh, I went to an open mic at OPA, which is like a coffee shop. And I did... OPA, go, where? Is that I, here in Austin? Yeah, it's uh, here. I can't remember exactly where it is, but... OPA. It's, it's like, um, I went there and like you had to sign up for it. And mm-hmm. uh, I didn't get a spot and I was kind of like nervous. Mm-hmm. So... I'd meet my this buddy of mine, Marty, who mm-hmm. would later on become like my first mentor in comedy. Mm-hmm. He um, he told me about the Lucky Duck, which was still going on. This mic is still going on. The Lucky Duck open mic every Wednesday. Where um, is the Lucky Duck? Uh, east Side on Sixth Street. It's a bar, mm-hmm. coffee shop. Yep. Oh, it's a bar. Bar. And, yeah, really great bar. And, Lucky Duck. Uh, yeah, every Wednesday, and it's like. Uh, like you'll probably see like 40
0: to 50 comedians.
1: Really? Yeah. Something like that. So like, those numbers used to be bigger.
0: It used to be 70 to 80. Well, that's COVID, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. But 40 to 50 comedians there mm. doing open mic. Yeah. And so lottery system at who gets up at a certain yep. time. This is a lottery system. It's uh it's run by a guy named Alden
1: Schaub, who is like really, really good at writing jokes. Really great host. Like the comedy henchman.
0: Mm-hmm. Like he is down for anything. And mm-hmm. all things. Well, maybe we should invite him over for a Doug the Neighbor podcast. Oh yeah, he's a great guy. You know,
1: mm-hmm. he's a much more uh, much more softer than I am. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> well, you're yeah. a great guy. You're yeah. a funny guy. Uh, I'm I'm very quick to to. Sh- cause chaos, <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> verbally, <laughs> just out of nowhere.
0: Uh, okay, yeah. so that's where you started, at OPA, mm. and then Lucky Duck. Where are you performing? Well, I, I really started at San
1: Jack Saloon, which is on Sundays, and that's every Sunday, and that's the first, uh, the first time they ever did the mic was the first time I ever really did comedy, and mm. uh, that was like three years ago, mm. and um, that was... There's like so many different mics. You can anyone who wants to do open mic comedy or anyone wants to do stand up comedy come to Austin because it is the live comedy capital of the world, and I cannot stress that enough. Because there are just tonight. um, This is Friday night. Yeah, seventeen. On Monday you can hit six spots as an open micer, and that's not like that's just you walking up there and putting your name on the list. Like Uh that's you don't have to know anybody, you don't have to do anything like that. Like you just go up there and so anybody who wants to start doing stand-up comedy the best place to be is in Austin because Mm -hmm. I've learned more in three years uh, than any other small city that you probably wouldn't learn in 10.
0: Really? Austin. Now you said San Jack's? San Jack's Saloon which is on
1: OPA. OPA. I don't know that's happening anymore but one place you can go if you want to get a consolidated list of all open mics and everything you can go to (laughs) comedywham.com
0: Comedy wham dot yep.
1: com. Yep, and they have the listings of mics and shows in both Fort Worth, uh, Austin, and Houston. Mm-hmm. And uh, then there's Austin, Texas comedy. You mm-hmm. can you can go to that uh, Instagram page or anything, and they list all the mics that you need to that you need to know about, or and even the ones that you don't need to know about. It's, right, right. So uh, yeah. there's so many. Right. And it's yeah.
0: it's there's literally so many. There's well, no reason. why you just mentioned San Jacks, OpA, and Lucky Duck. Yeah. And, and what what was the other one there? The other the, uh, let's see. Uh, Comedy Wham is like a website that you the go website to. Comedy yeah. Wham,
1: and they list others. And, yeah, and then, then there's, there's Austin, Texas Comedy, okay. uh, which you can also go and uh, check out. And there's just shows. There's the Creek in the Cave, which is a Creek in the Cave a club. Yes. Yeah. Vulcan
0: Gas Company where Vulcan Gas uh, Company where where's Creek in the Cave? That's on Seventh Street, uh, on... right next to the interstate. Okay. So, I-35. Yes, sir. To our podcast listeners around the, the, the world, I-35 is a major uh, inner, uh, highway and, uh, that slices pretty much all of America. It starts up in Chicago, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a girl coming out of college, just
1: constantly working on herself.
0: Yeah. That's what the 35 is. Yeah, that's a funny note because that's true. <laughs> yeah. And it goes all the way down to Laredo, I believe, on the Mexican border, goes right through Austin, uh, Fort Worth, uh, Dallas, up to Oklahoma City and Kansas City and on. It's a major fr- uh, freeway g- called I 35. And so when you said, that this place is close to uh, I-35, the, the freeway.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: That's... And what was that joke again about I-35?
1: Uh, I-35 is like a girl coming out of college just always working on herself.
0: And that is so true. <laughs> <laughs>
1: They've, when Never I stops. came down
0: here when I was in college, they said, oh, be careful. I-35, they're doing construction there. And mm-hmm. they always... Always. <laughs> if you get old enough then you'll you'll see some roads change. <laughs> it happens. Yes, yes. Okay. So now what inspired you? What you you were doing your life, what inspired you or what happened in your life to say, Oh, I'll be a stand up comedian.
1: It was early. Yeah, you know, it's like as far back as bags being a child. Like I remember like watching um George Carlin, Richard Pryor, like all of these like stand up comedians just doing stuff like especially on Comedy Central Presents, that mm. was a big thing where thirty yeah. minutes of seeing these amazing comedians just grow. Robin up there. Williams, Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. Like all these amazing comedians that like would do all this stuff and uh just had this skill set that I just I just understood with them, where like I could the, how they saw the world was how I saw the world. Right, and where you just
0: see it in a humorous bent. There's no like, it's just how Seinfeld
1: said. You know, it's like you just see things differently. Just, you see things differently, you and just, they're funny. Yeah, it's like you're always constantly looking for some sort of humor, and like there's uh, it, there's a beauty to it. And right.
0: Well, comedy is not taught. It is innate. Mm, it is yep. part of you. It's yeah, just, you
1: can't you can't help it.
0: You just can't help it. You, know? you can answer the calling
1: cuz like there's so many people that are funny. It's like funny is like music. Like being funny is like singing. Yes. Like everyone can perform music. Everyone right. knows how to do that. Like everyone knows every like knows
0: something about music and right. just like everybody knows everything about f- something about, f- being about being funny. But being funny. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, so, absolutely true. Now, when you get up there to do your uh, uh bit, your Tight five, mm. tight ten. What is it, three minutes long, five minutes long? Usually minutes?
1: I'm, usually a mic is going to be about three to five minutes long. You're going to do a set there. The, the, how you build up is you hit those three to five minutes, and then you just keep building and building and trying to put more time. What a lot of comedians say is it takes about ten years to write your first special. Right. And then after that, you can just start banging out Mastercraft items. Right.
0: Now, how do you write a joke? It's your observational comedy, or do you just write out, you create jokes? I mean, the one about I-35 is very funny. It's very true, too. It's all
1: about, like, um, there there are certain things that I take very seriously, and whenever I take something seriously, that's the time where it's time for a joke. Right. Like, uh, you know, like sadness, depression, anything like that, whenever something that's a very serious subject comes up, Mm -hmm. how do you cope with this? And that's something that's always been in my life was how do I cope with this, dark thing that's going on mm. and remain positive and be positive and that's where the uh, sense of humor came from
0: now doesn't Taylor Tomlinson do that that young gal that's oh yeah she, she t- talks a lot about how she was in depression therapy, mm-hmm. and she talks a lot it's about my favorite
1: subject like to talk like to relate to people because yes. like we all like to talk about the weather and like mm-hmm. all, all positive things, but I like to hear about that time where it was really bad and you got yourself out of it right like, and right. how did you do that? And right. that's what truly shows who a real person is. All
0: right well, the great uh, great uh, joke, a Texas joke, and this goes way, way back about depression, bad times. I was so upset and so mad, I didn't know whether to shoot myself or go bowling.
1: <laughs> Those are the two options you got.
0: You only got two options in life, kid. All right?
1: You can either shoot yourself or you can go bowling. All right, that,
0: uh, Which that's one
1: do you want to buy, bullets or shoes? <laughs> <laughs> like?
0: and that's a great shopping tip. Yeah. You uh, want bowling, bowling. Do you got bullets
1: or do you got balls?
0: <laughs> and that's a great shopping tip. Uh, bowling shoes for a dollar and a half. If I get bowling shoes for a dollar and a half, I don't a great even know deal. what to buy. Yeah. <laughs> you get a sweet
1: pair of bowling shoes for maybe twenty bucks. <laughs> uh, so inflation is ridiculous. I uh, just rent them. Yeah. <laughs> walk out. I rent, I rent. my. What are they going to do? Chase me? Yeah. You're going to chase me for a pair of uh, <laughs> bowling, bowling shoes? shoes?
0: This bad? is this is the hill you're
1: going to die on. <laughs>
0: Absolutely true. <laughs> so now uh the this Chinese balloon thing, my joke is it's a these are gender balloons. <laughs> <laughs> gender reveal balloon.
1: You know, uh one thing about that was that I thought was really funny was how the Chinese foreign policy they actually released a statement yeah. saying we could not believe that you as Americans would shoot down a civilian balloon. And my response is do you know us at all? That's like our second thought. Like our second thought. That's our second amendment to to our rules. It was like, hey. (coughs) Right. Our first thought is, what is that? Second, is it shootable? Uh, yeah, you know? like we yeah. we blow up the sky in celebration.
0: They, they should have sent them all over like the South, from like Texas over Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama,
1: even over Montana. That was in Montana. You know how many people got guns in Montana? Like, you know how many people? You know, like animals have guns in Montana.
0: <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it's like
1: that. <laughs> There's bears with like shotguns like attached to them somehow. I no, no, Fish uh, yeah. eat bullets and spit right. them out.
0: So you uh, observe life and you come up with jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then you come up with a, a type 5... Uh, a tight ten minutes, whatever three, four minutes, and then you work at it to improve it. Now, do you have any videos up on YouTube? I do.
1: I I have like I've I have a few videos here and there on uh, YouTube and Instagram and Facebook where okay. I just do little reels. Okay. Yeah. the The big thing is to see me live and like to take course. The, to take the as a comedian, so you want to take this live performance that you have, break it up into little sp- things like that. And that's one of my goals is to set up a TikTok this year. Right. And I'll so be glad to help you too. I um, love to I'll do that. I'm on TikTok and I just a convinced
0: a couple of people to put themselves on TikTok. Carol San Antonio has now got uh We shot uh, four videos with her, and two of them are on TikTok now. We're just pacing them on out.
1: There's also very, very important though. Is like as important it is to be able to like expose yourself using these online, uh, using social media and everything. The most important thing as a standup comedian, the most is to get out there and get on stage. Yes. Not necessarily like to do to do the dang thing. You know, Like, like do your thing, do the thing, and it takes. Years, yes. decades. It takes right. a long time to do it. It's not something right. where you can just show up and just be like, "All right, cool. I've done this one show. I've done this one mic, and like I had a really great time." It's like you have to suffer, right. and like you have to build yourself up. Any career path that's worth doing is going to be <laughs> well. Very hard.
0: Just, just imagine a man uh, instead of going into like a movie actor or a stand-up comedian or anything like that. Somebody who opens up a hardware store. You know they might have good sales they might have bad sales good years bad years they just you have to enjoy what you're doing and they move on your competition might be Home Depot but you know you just like running a hardware store yeah you know that's it you just enjoy it that's all that's the key isn't it great to be Taiwan and to have such big People
1: fighting over you, like that's <laughs> be like Taiwan. Make
0: be like time. be like Taiwan.
1: Make the most chips, <laughs> all right. Make the most microchips and
0: have everybody fighting over you. Yeah. All right, that's that's how you tell, want to Tell tell the best jokes and everybody'll come to you. Be Taiwan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, would you consider yourself a dirty cl- uh, comed- comedy or a clean uh, comedy? Co- comedy.
1: I wouldn't say clean. Yeah, like I wouldn't uh I know I'm definitely uh I can introduce subjects in a way that like subjects that normally you wouldn't talk about, like over dinner. Mm-hmm. I, I have a I have a way of speaking
0: about them. Okay. Without clearing people out of the room. Oh uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So it's so like without without Losing Ooh. your attention. Well, I, I always call it grandma acceptable.
1: Yeah. I'm very relatable. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm relatable with your grandmother in the same way where she was like, she remembers that one guy who was probably touched in the head that really uh, that she really enjoyed one time. Yeah. You know, like the, the guy was probably like that lived in a, in a, uh, like like a log pile. He <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so like, jumped up and was like, hey, you like to taste of grasshoppers? Yeah. <laughs> no, he just That's like funny. that guy. That guy. Yeah, that I'm guy. that guy. I, I'm I, that the guy, guy that eats grasshoppers. And you're like, well, he's just going to eat Grasshoppers. That's what he does. He eats grasshoppers. He
0: eats, he eats grasshoppers. He's a great guy. Well, you basically are Sonny Carlin, and here are our podcast listeners. We are at the Possum Trot Studios interviewing Sonny Carlin, my new friend pal. We met on a very uh, chance <laughs> thing. He was waiting tables at the uh, Tumble 22 Chicken Place on Lake Austin, and we have a small world story because I had already done a podcast with his roommate. Uh, Aussie Moon, two years ago today, which is just beautiful situation, and now we are talking with Sonny Carlin, a stand up comedian and he 's a very very funny guy, very very funny now Sonny, uh, you enjoy this aspect of uh, writing jokes, performing jokes, being Sonny Carlin, yes, absolutely, I love who I am okay now do you do you have any uh, Hobbies or anything? Like my that? hobby is paying my bills. <laughs> you know, as, far as, I, as far as I'm concerned, because <laughs> I'm a
1: stand-up comedian first and foremost, and then the, like there's all these other life things. You know, you can you can live in your car if you want to, and I did it for a bit. Uh, you know, I did it for a little while, but yeah. like there's you know sometimes you just gotta be responsible you, know? you can't just you can't just stretch out a gram of weed you know with your friends every week you know, sometimes it's time to be 31 you know, you know you, time to grow
0: up yeah stretching a gram inside your house right like, right. A, like an adult
1: <laughs> like,
0: well those great four-letter words rent food cool heat Cash. Yes. <laughs> Four-letter words. <laughs> They're ugly. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, like... so your hobby is paying rent. I love
1: it. I love. I love paying my rent. I love walking up to somebody and saying, "Hey, here's your money that I owe you," <laughs> and paying them because like, there have been times where I did not have
0: the yes. second part, <laughs> it's yeah. like, like did not have the money. And so all it's... right. So now, what? Uh, what? Uh, COVID is ending. Any travel plans? Uh? Oh,
1: I'm going to go to like Las Vegas, New York City, uh, L.A. Like a lot of places to go do comedy. Um, definitely start cutting my teeth as a road dog.
0: Mm-hmm. I definitely want to be a road comic and be able to get on the road and move around. It's, okay, so it would go. You you go to Las Vegas. You look for open mics.
1: Yes, well, there's there's people that run shows there as well. So like that's having a good home base. Like Austin's my home base. Yes, where I'm, I'm I'm Austin comic. I'm always going to be an Austin comic. But you build yourself here and then go on the road. Yeah, and then you let people know from in other other cities. Now, New
0: York City, you would do the same thing. Yes, but is, how do you get crowds? how do you get contacts out there?
1: Uh, basically, the, that that's an aspect of stand-up comedy too. Is the the networking. True. Or, like, the reason why you go to shows and you go to mics is to see other people and see what they're doing, and then you never know what kind of connections you'll make across. Oh, absolutely it's, it's, true. It's any Look at career, our connection. Any career path. You know, it's like you know. just like in the military, there's a smoke pit mm-hmm. where, like, everybody, regardless of rank, has one thing in common mm-hmm. we want to have a smoke. Mm-hmm. And so, you want to hang out with people that are cool to hang out with,
0: but are also funny and good at the business. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And so, just to have that perfect right. trifecta. Okay. So, uh, Sonny, who has inspired you in life? I get inspired all the time. I'm just like like, there's no like big
1: inspiration. It's like tiny things that inspire me. Like just watching you go go through things and like set all all this up. That inspired me to work harder. You know, it's like inspired me to get on TikTok. Inspired well, thank me. You. Yeah, it's it's like just little stuff. Everyone is constantly going through some sort of struggle that we don't know anything about, and people are living in a way that's. Uh, silent desperation and they're going against insurmountable odds all the time and if you look close enough
0: you can get inspired by anything right. and oh I like that I yeah. like that. what words of wisdom would you give to a younger brother younger sister a nephew niece a high school student follow your heart do not give up people will tell you
1: you're wrong and they honestly probably don't know what they're talking about you know what you're talking about when it comes to your life mm-hmm. so follow your heart do what
0: you say, be true to yourself.
1: Beautiful. Never never give up. Ever.
0: Beautiful. And that is your motto? Never give Mm.
1: up? Unless unless you're like stalking somebody.
0: (laughs) If you're like a stalker and you're stalking somebody, don't
1: give up. Give up on stalking that person. You have a better thing to do, Jeremy. All right? You, You have a better thing to do. Don't stalk that person. Unless you're a detective. Unless you're a detective. If you're a detective and your job is to stalk people and you're like stalking terrorists and stuff like that, keep it up like keep keep up that's it's it's a thank you for your good work (laughs) case by case it's a case by case basis just don't give up and all
0: right unless what you're doing is bad yeah
1: you know what you're doing
0: okay to our podcast listeners around the world we have been chatting with my new great neighbor, pal, Sonny Carlin. And Sonny, we certainly appreciate your efforts to coming on here. We would like to present you with this Top on. of Possum Trot flipper keychain that was made by Leahy Industries. And it's a 3D print there, and that is in for our Top of Possum Trot flipper walk. I'm putting it This on my keys year right is now. on June 10th, Saturday, June 10th this year for dell children we raise money for dell children and that is just a little reminder hopefully you'll come on out and cheer us on sure or maybe even uh, come on uh, come on and compete so thank you very much for your uh being here we certainly appreciate it and give me a high five sunny thank you very much to our podcast listeners around the world we have just t- chatted with uh, Sonny Carlin, very, very funny man. He takes his A, B, and K uh, uh, vitamins, karma vitamins. He's very, very funny. He will be on the road. He'll be on the Internet soon. He's on the Internet soon. So please look for Sonny Carlin, and thank you very much to listening to Doug the Neighbor from the Possum Trot Studios here in awesome Austin, Texas. Call your mother. Make her smile. All the best.